It is a matter of exercise and habit, that is all. Of course, one requires to be a little gifted that way and not to be butter-fingered. But what is chiefly necessary is patience and daily practice for long, long years. His modesty surprised me all the more because of all performers who are generally infatuated with their own skill. He was the most wonderfully clever one I had met. Certainly, I had frequently seen him, for everybody had seen him in some circus or other or even in traveling shows, performing the trick that consisted of putting a man or a woman with extended arms against a wooden target and in throwing knives between their fingers and round their heads from a distance. This is nothing extraordinary at all, when one knows the trick of the trade and that the knives are not the least sharp and stick into the wood at some distance. But here there was no trick and no deception, no dust thrown into the eyes. It was done in good earnest and in all sincerity. The knives were sharp and the old moth bank planted them close to the flesh exactly between the fingers. He surrounded the head with a perfect hollow of knives and the neck with a collar from which nobody could have lived without cutting their neck. The old fellow went through the performance with his whole face being covered with a close mask of thick oil cloth. Naturally, like other great artists, he was not understood by the crowd who confounded him with vulgar tricksters and his mask only appeared to them a trick. He must think us very stupid, eh? How could he possibly aim without having his eyes open? And then they thought there must be imperceptible holes in the oil cloth, a sort of lattice work concealed in the material. It was useless for him to allow the public to examine the mask for themselves before the exhibition began. It was all very well that they could not discover any trick, but they were only all the more convinced that they were being tricked. But I had recognized a great artist in the old mountbank, and I was quite sure that he was altogether incapable of any trickery. I had told him so while expressing my admiration and he had been touched, and above all by the justice I had done him. Thus we became good friends. He explained to me very modestly the real trick which the crowd does not understand. The eternal trick contained in these simple words. To be gifted by nature and to practice every day for long, long years. He had been especially struck by the certainty which I expressed that any trickery must become impossible to him. 
Yes, quite impossible. Impossible to a degree which you cannot imagine. If I were to tell you, but where would be the use? His face clouded over and his eyes filled with tears. I did not venture to force myself into his confidence. My looks, however, were not so discreet as my silence, and begged him to speak so he responded to their mute appeal. After all, why should I not tell you about it? You will understand me. She understood it at any rate. Um, why? My strumpet of a wife, ah, monsieur, what an abominable creature she was if you only knew. Yes, she understood it too well, too well, and that is why I hate her so even more on that account than for having deceived me, for that is a natural fault. It is not and may not be pardoned, but the other thing was a crime, a horrible crime. The woman who stood against the wooden target every night with her arms stretched out and her fingers extended and whom the old mountbank fitted with gloves was his wife. She might have been a woman of forty and must have been fairly pretty. She had an impudent mouth, a mouth that was at the same time sensual and bad with the lower lip too thick for the thin and dry upper lip. I had several times noticed that every time he planted a knife in the board, she uttered a laugh but which was very significant when one heard it, for it was a hard and very mocking laugh. I had always attributed that sort of reply to an artifice which the occasion required. It was intended, I thought, to accentuate the danger she incurred and the contempt that she felt for it. Thanks to the sheerness of the thrower's hand, I was very much surprised when the mouthbag said to me, Have you ever observed her laugh, I say? Her evil laugh which makes fun of me? Her cowardly laugh which defies me? Yes, cowardly, because she knows that nothing can happen to her, nothing. In spite of all she deserves, in spite of all I ought to do to her, in spite of all that I want to do to her. What do you want to do? Confound it! Can you guess? I want to kill her. Whoa, to kill her? Because she has? Because she has deceived me. No, 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 not that. I tell you again, I have forgiven her that a long time ago and I am too much accustomed to it. But the worst of it is that the first time I forgave her, when I told her that all the same I might someday have my revenge by cutting her throat. If I close without seeming to do it on purpose as if it were an accident, mere awkwardness. Oh, so you said that to her? Of course I did. I meant it. I thought I might be able to do it for you see, I had the perfect right to do so. It was so simple, so easy, so tempting. Just think, a mistake of less than half an inch and a skin would be cut at the neck for the jugular venous. 
my knives cut very well and when once the juggler is cut goodbye um well that is true certainly horribly true and without any risk to me eh? an accident that is all bad luck one of those mistakes which happen every day in our business what could they accuse me of whoever would think of accusing me even homicide through imprudence that would be all they would pity me rather than accusing me i would start sobbing about my wife you must acknowledge that i should be pitied certainly there is not the least doubt about that and you must allow that such a revenge would be very nice revenge the best possible revenge which i could have with assured impunity evidently that is so very well but when i told her so as i have told you and more forcibly still threatening her as i was mad with rage and ready to do the deed that i had dreamed of on the spot what do you think she said that you were a good fellow and would certainly not have that atrocious courage to tat 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 i'm not such a good fellow as you think i'm not frightened of blood and that i have proved already though it would be useless to tell you how and where but i had no necessity to prove it to her for she knows that i'm capable of doing many good things even of crime and she was not frightened no she merely replied that i could not do what i said you understand that i could not do it why not oh monsieur so you do not understand why do you not have i not explained it to you by what constant long daily practices i have leaned to plant my knives without seeing what i am doing yes um well what then well um, cannot you understand what she was understood with such terrible result that now my hand would not no longer obey me if i wished to make a mistake as i threw wait is it possible nothing is true or i am sorry to say for i really have wished to have the revenge which i have dreamt of and which i thought so easy exasperated by that bad woman's insolence and confidence in her own safety i have several times made up my mind to kill her and exerted all my energy and all my skills to make my knives fly aside when i threw them to make a border round her neck i have tried with all my might to make them deviate half an inch just enough to cut her throat i wanted to and i have never succeeded never and with a deluge of tears with something like a roar of unsatiated and muzzled rage he grounded his teeth as he wound up she knows me she is in the secret of my work of my patience of my trick what even may you call it she knows what a faultless machine i have become a machine of which she makes fun a machine which is too well wound up she knows that i cannot make a mistake, mistake.